amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to part two of my two-part podcast about psychedelic retreats in Peru. They don't use the word psychedelics. They call them plant medicines. Last week, I talked with Luke, who is a neurofeedback practitioner. He studies the brainwaves of people who partake in spiritual ceremonies with a shaman while using ayahuasca. I'm Lexi, and this is Delightfully Different. This week, I talk with one of the shamans who leads ceremonies and one of the cultivators of the plants. He calls himself the medicine man. They both claim the plant talks to them. Hi, my name is Theo, and I'm an artist. You're stopping at artist. You're not going into shaman. <laughs> artist. Artist, artist covers kind of All everything. Of okay, yeah. okay, gotcha. So yeah. I see you're in front of a very uh, beautiful piece of artwork that's behind you. Did you do that one? Is that one of your pieces of art? Yeah. What sort of art do you do when it comes to the actual art? Um, I try to get out of the way and let the painting create itself. I don't I don't think of these before I start. I just start. And it's just like a massive doodle, basically. Really? That's interesting. It's uh, extremely intricate and beautiful. I went through some of your pieces of artwork. That's kind of amazing that you don't start with an idea. Um, and you also are a shaman. Yeah. Could you explain what a shaman is? A uh, shaman is a bridge, basically, to the to the spirit. Is that bridge crossed by using plant medicines? Uh, oftentimes, yes. Does it have to be plant medicines, or can someone be a shaman and not have any sort of plant medicine involved at all? Uh, yeah, plant medicines aren't necessary. It's uh, having the tools to uh, go into trance, basically. Okay. Can you... Can you get to that state by meditation and stuff? Or how do, how do you find uh, that place without the plant medicine? Uh, for me, it's music and art. Oh, okay. Yeah. And now I see that you are a specific kind of shaman, and I cannot say the word. I've tried, tried to pronounce it several times. Wachuma, wachumero. Wachumero. And so you are that specific kind of shaman. Why specifically that one? Um, so I came to Peru 11 years ago. Um, I was heavily addicted to heroin, to cocaine, to alcohol. Okay. And I was pretty much at rock bottom. Um, I tried conventional healing methods and I was on a methadone treatment. Okay. Yeah. That's what a lot of people do. But it was, it was just, I was just falling deeper and deeper down the hole. And then how did um, the plant medicine help you? Uh, so I came to Peru basically as a last resort. Really? Um, with the help of my mother. Okay. I was 23 years old at the time. I'd been homeless for four years. And um, I came to drink wachuma, the, the plant, that, the medicine that comes from a cactus. Right. That's also known as uh, San Pedro, which is like a cousin of peyote, basically. 
Okay. And I think a lot of people know what peyote is, especially yeah. people my age. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the, the plant completely changed my life, um, removed all these uh, um, limitations I put upon myself with the use, heavy use of drugs and all of that, um, and guided me to eventually after a year of um, working on myself and helping other people at the retreat center I was volunteering at. I was called to start preparing it by the plant. Okay. And uh, so I started I started the process of learning uh, with my friend Gary as well, you're going to talk to. Yes. <laughs> and uh, we couldn't really find any other uh, shamans that worked at a level that we wanted to achieve. So we started working directly with a plant and receiving information from the plant on how to use it and um, how to how to use it in ceremony to help people basically and when you hear that calling is it a feeling how what what happens how, how did you get the calling it's like a very very strong intuition okay okay gotcha and then you Something. study with the plant it speaks to you yeah you receive you receive information you receive intuitions um and uh when you follow them things go well and then when you don't follow them you hit a wall so it's a trial and error as well Wow. Okay. Interesting. How long did it take to become the shaman and to, to have this title of shaman? I mean, this is, it's, it's kind of funny because it's not really a title I give myself, but, it's, but <laughs> other people will say that. Okay. Okay. Um, but the, it took me about four years of apprenticing with a plant to really start hold, holding space with people and guiding people through the experience. Do you, are, I understand that um, song, there's a, like a song of the plant that you relay to people. Do, do you do that? Do you do the song? Yeah. Yeah. How does that song come to you? And is it like something, you know, ahead of time or is it happening like in the moment? It's completely in the moment. Um, it's really the same practice of getting out of the way, um, getting your ego, getting your mind out of the way. And uh, the song is always different. It is every time. <laughs> You could say there's many songs, or you could just say it's just one song. Um, but the melodies are different, the, the words in it will change, and uh, the vibrations of the song. You could, um, you know what, you know, Nikolai Tesla? Yes. You know what he said about uh, vibration and frequency being the keys to unlocking the secret of the universe? I did not know that, but I know it now. You could basically think of it as everything in this world that has a vibration, okay. a frequency. If you look at it at a molecular level, all the all the molecules, all the atoms, they're vibrating. And that's what constitutes reality. That's what we're built of. Um, so every disease, every ailment, whether it's a, an emotional or a physical one or a spiritual one, um, will have a vibration. And the plant will open the shaman up in a way where the shaman does not know, but the higher intelligence that guides the work will help the shaman channel the song, which will be, in a way, the opposite vibration of the disease, so it will nullify the ailment. Does that make sense? Yeah. How have you seen um, it help other people? Have you witnessed other people become healed from whatever it is that ails them? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've witnessed many, many healings, many transformations. Um, a lot of people come with pretty heavy, like, childhood trauma. Yeah. Also, military veterans or uh, 
people with chronic headache or um, sexual abuse victims. I mean, there's a lot of pain in this world, as you know. And uh, these plants really offer, um, sometimes it isn't a full healing that miraculously will happen in one ceremony. Like in my case, it took time and it also, it also took me doing the work. But the plant will certainly help and the shaman through his songs and removing or nullifying some of the energy that's behind that's carried uh, with grief and sadness or PTSD or all these things. If the energy isn't there, um, these, uh, these emotions, these feelings, they don't really have the fuel like they used to. Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, you know, because it is of the realm of the spirit. Yeah. And uh, the shaman is like an instrument, basically. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. And now you are with the Arcana Spiritual Center. Is that correct? Yeah. And I noticed that you can um, do, there's different amounts of ceremonies that you can do. Does it help to do more? Is it, Or is it, why, why are there different amounts of, when you go for your seven-day retreat, <laughs> why are there different yeah. amounts? of time that you can do the ceremony and, and how does it help differently? Um, part of it is to cater to the clients. <clears throat> oh, okay. Because sometimes you're only able to get a week off work. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and sometimes people that have very heavy, um, say, addictions or problems need a longer time. So someone that comes for three weeks that has a lot of baggage will be able to work through more baggage in three weeks. And if they are only able to come for one week, there will, in most cases, be enough work done in that week um, to put that person on a better path. Um, a lot of it, a lot of this work uh, takes integration as well, because uh, none right. of these plants are magic pills, you know. Right, right. And then, and then, how do people take that home with them once they're done with the treat? The retreat is there some sort of te techniques that people use to kind of keep it with them? We try and give them as much as possible. Um, I really passionately share um, the techniques I've learned with art because that is something tangible that you can go home and start doing a few times a week. Right. Because um, it provides a bit of space and time in life where we spend a lot of time consuming culture, you know, consuming movies and music and scrolling on social media and doing all this stuff. And to kind of step away from that and just be in the creative where it's coming through you and you're creating uh, is very powerful for integration. And other things that are to do with diet and exercise and uh, a healthy lifestyle, obviously. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Some of it, that sounds kind of practical compared to the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, because if you, if you come for a retreat for a week and, uh, the shamans help you remove some of these heavy energies that were kind of dragging you down. And uh, you go home and you go straight to McDonald's and uh, you go buy a bottle of whiskey and all that kind of thing. You know, it's the plants aren't going to do anything. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, now, you said that you kind of discovered this. Your mother helped you get to Peru. Did she know that you were coming to um try this technique to help you get over your addiction? And did she support you in that? Yeah. Ha has she ever done anything like that before? Uh, she had not done it when, because uh, she was traveling through Peru with a group of friends. And uh, so she heard about these techniques. Okay. And thought of me right away. And uh, so she came, I was living in France at the time. And uh, she, she came back and I went to see her for Christmas of uh, 2012. And she told me about it about um, shamanism, about these different healing techniques that could be something that would help me and that she would support me if this is something I was really committed to. That's incredible. You, she must be very proud of you at this point because, I mean, it helped you and now you're helping other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has she tried it herself? Has she experienced a ceremony or does she do it yeah. on the regular? She doesn't do it on the regular, but she has experienced um, the ceremonies of different plants of ayahuasca of uh, san pedro okay cool cool and now you you're an artist obviously that's how we started this all off um you're going to be uh or have you already launched your own retreat center um we i hold retreats maybe it depends on demand okay um, and it it seems like you in, integrate art into yours it, it, uh, people come and and create when they're at your uh retreats yeah, we we have art as a big part of of the retreat. Okay. Because like I, because like I said, it's such a powerful integration tool, and it's really not about becoming a famous artist or anything. Um, it's it's a tool for meditation, for contemplation, um, to better your life. You know. Okay, and the and these pieces that you're you have done and you're doing. You don't plan it out or anything. Are you taking plant medicine before you start the drawing process? Is that a part of the whole thing or is it separate? These days it's often separate. I don't really take plant medicines much anymore unless it's uh, unless someone is asking for a ceremony or something. But I couldn't say it's something that I do on a regular basis, like every week or so. Okay, okay. Um, and I came across when I was doing some research Aya Advisors, because <laughs> yeah. you're highly ranked on Aya Advisors. Could you explain what yeah. that is? Aya Advisors is like a kind of trip advisor for ayahuasca retreats. I was floored when I saw it, and I did not realize that there were so many of them, and I, I found that quite interesting. You're very highly ranked on there at the Arcana Spiritual Center. Um, and yeah. what is what are your retreats? Is it separate, your retreats from the Arcana Spiritual Center, or are they is it part of it? No, it's separate. I would say it's like a side project. Um, okay. Okay. Because Arcana works with uh, traditional uh, Shapibo shamans from the Peruvian jungle, and they their main plant is ayahuasca. Okay. And yours is the Huachama. Huachuma. Huachuma. So, yeah. I'm so bad <laughs> at it. Bless you. Um, yeah. And you're also yeah. a musician. You're an artist of all sorts. You do it via music as well? Yeah. And um, is that part of your retreats? Yes. 
Okay. Okay. Now, if someone wanted to um, partake in one of your retreats or something at the Arcana Spiritual Center, how, how would they go about contacting you and doing that? Uh, for So Arcana is, is a little bit of a bigger center. So you would go on arcanainternational.com and um, there is a booking page and you can find the weeks. I think they have all the weeks of the year where you can book. It's just like getting a hotel somewhere or doing an Airbnb experience or something. <laughs> that easy pretty pretty much and then once you're booked you have a call with the doctor to check on your mental health history um because there are counterindications um if people are taking ssri medication or if they have a history with uh schizophrenia or bipolar so that's the process for for arcana um, for those that want to experience ayahuasca okay and uh for for my retreat for the wachuma retreat where i I work uh, with Gary and our other friend, John. Um, it's on espiralmedicine.com. And it's more on demand. We have, a, I think, maybe four retreats a year or something like that. Okay. Um, as of now. And it's uh, we keep the numbers small for the groups. So it's between five to five to seven people a group. Okay. Well, I'm going to definitely put links to all of your guys' stuff when I post this podcast. Is there anything okay. else that you want to tell me about it that maybe I didn't ask you that would be interesting? Um, just that I know there's um, the whole psychedelic medicine is being talked about a lot more and a lot of the stigma has been removed. Yes, absolutely. Um, and uh, which is a great thing. Yeah. You know, because these, there's a tremendous amount of research done in the, that was being done in the 60s and 70s with like LSD and mescaline and um, with a tremendous success rate in treating depression and all kinds of things. And then the all the research was uh, shut down yeah. and they started g- giving people pills, you know, because it's a lot more profitable to sell someone a pill every day than to give them a few sessions and then they're good, you know, for for a year, many years sometimes. Um, so it's very encouraging to see this shift in consciousness. And I also feel that it's important because these uh, these plants, especially the ayahuasca, the, the wachuma or San Pedro, and uh, you could say psilocybin mushrooms as well, they come from ancestry, they come from ritual. And uh, I think it's important to experience these in a ceremony and not in a hospital setting. Gotcha. Just, because the shaman is a very important part of the equation. And definitely, probably not in a party sort of a fashion either. No, no. And <laughs> I mean, I used to party with, with mushrooms and oftentimes I would, I would end up uh, far away from the party under a tree contemplating uh, life and the universe, you know. These, these plants, they, they have their, their kind of own agenda in helping us and bringing us back. Uh, to a more sustainable way of living with the earth. No, and I think if, because you can't really control what teenagers are going to do, you know, they're going to go and do it. But if there's a little bit more guidance and more ways in which um, the youth can be initiated instead of initiating themselves by going to party and drinking a bottle of whiskey and taking five grams of mushrooms and ending ending up in a very confused, sorry state, you know, Right. <laughs> There's a little, a little bit more guidance on uh, a safer way to do this, you know. Awesome. Well, yeah. 
congratulations on it helping you so much and your retreats. And it sounds like you're in a really wonderful place and I'm really happy for you. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. It was my pleasure. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. I'm Lexi, and this is Delightfully Different. I just spoke with Theo, a shaman and artist in Peru who leads plant medicine ceremonies. But how are the plants cultivated? That's where my next guest comes in. Um, hi, my name is Gary, and um, first and foremost, I'm really a devotee of Krishna. Oh, and through, okay. and, and through my connection through um, plant medicine, mainly the mushrooms, a long time ago, and the Bhagavad Gita really found God through that and just to seem to work with medicine to bring people to uh, Krishna is the really Okay, mad, okay. Well, I did not, so, that's surprising. Uh, okay. Uh, and uh, so what exactly do you do um at these retreats? What is your job at the retreat or when you guys are having these ceremonies? Um generally with it is this like the word shaman and things like that has a lot of connotations nowadays rather than what it was. So it's just basically cook the medicine um, with lots of love for a long period of time, days and days and days in the kitchen, like preparing the medicine. Oh. Then, then uh, yeah, share it with people. So it's kind of like a medicine man, I would probably. <laughs> I didn't realize the, it took a while to admit, like there's a whole process to prepare it. It's not like you just take it off out of the ground and, is it, how no. long does it take to make it? <laughs> um, personally, it takes me, depending on the cactus, how many cactus, it's a kind of ratio between that. Okay. But generally, 30 plus to 40 hours. So it's like a whole week's work just to prepare. Really? And now does that involve <clears throat> an actual processing of the plant or does it also involve things like connecting with the plant before it's ready? Is it is it more um, or is it? A physical thing you're doing? Well, what it is, um, I've actually got a garden full of cactus because um, Wachuma actually means chop the head off in Quechua. Okay. So, um, so like, as you buy the cactus, you cut the head off and plant it. Then it regrows again, maybe in six or seven years for more medicine. Yeah, so generally I buy it from the same person for the last 10 years. Like, um, get a good deal on it. Then literally you strip the cactus down, boil it, on a very low temperature because the alkaloids evaporate okay. if it's over like maybe 75 degrees give or take so it's always just on a, like a steaming process an evaporation process wow and during the cooking it's basically basically like a ceremony for three days without medicine because you're singing drumming didgeridoo guitars and you're with it the whole time 
except I'm sleeping, obviously. So it's kind of like a three day process of wow. So you're not only preparing it, but you're cultivating it as well. You're kind of a gardener and the medicine man. Yeah, kind of. It's um, <clears throat> just as your connection grows, as a first that I take, like maybe the first or second time I took watching, I always asked that, how do, how do you get prepared in the best way possible? Like, what way do you want to be made? And it's just a, it's still a learning process now as you're going through and going through. And there's a few little private things that I wouldn't want to bring up as it's taught me how to take it again to the next level, obviously. Um, kind of like the analogy of like if you're a Michelin star chef, no? when you've, my cousin was one, so when you go into there, you don't just start making these beautiful meals, you learn by cutting the potatoes and cutting the carrots. Then you get to start doing the cooking, so it's just this general um, uh, evolution of your consciousness with the plant, how you prepare it, refine it, and um, make it more concentrated and make it more trippy, I suppose, more healing. How did you get started? When did you discover that this is something that was helpful and could help other people? And when did your relationship with the, the plant start? Um, well, my relationship is kind of with two plants, main, well, and ganja, if you is a master plant, like the first love. <laughs> but I first said magic mushrooms, right when I was like 13 years old, a few months before my 14th birthday. And I, um, I probably ate far too many for what you should do at that age as you're young and fearless and it, um, it really changed my life. Um, I really realised like the schooling system was wrong and they couldn't teach you anything in a way that I didn't have the didn't have the concepts to understand it but just deeply found it and right after that I kind of stopped going to school Oh, and um, concentrated on didn't totally stop, I still passed all my exams and things but I just realised that it was a kind of fraud, it was a scam like the schooling system, because the day was so profound that day, it changed my life. It was like an initiation into plants that I didn't understand to many, many years later, like the transformation that I'd done with inside of me. And also um, through a ceremony, like 20 plus years later, it kind of showed me what it done over the periods of time, how it just made us like I'm going to my love of music and things that I really love doing and to... And yeah, it's maybe that first time has still worked for 25 years in the loop of the process. It's um, it's a long game, plant medicine. It's, it's an instant change sometimes with people, but it really is long-term change, maybe lifetimes, um, I don't know. Then it kind of went through the partying scene for a long time. Then really again, when I had like 27, I had a... Kind of spiritual crisis. I just thought life was about getting drunk and taking drugs and partying and chasing girls. And then I realised it was soulless. It was like eating me alive. Um, I kind of found the mushroom again through like an old friend of mine. He gave us enough for three people one night. And um, the two friends didn't come and were sitting in my house. And I literally drunk a huge three people's worth of mushrooms in a night, hundreds of the things. And By yourself? Um, yeah. Oh, God. <clears throat> and it kind of dissolved my consciousness and, like, the depression and the kind of anxiety and the, the numbness that I felt inside disappeared literally within six hours and I had my zest back for life again, the magic of how life is, how it's like a mystery and how we should be in the moment. And, and I realised that night that these things could heal anything in a very short period of time. <clears throat> then I just continued using, like, mushrooms for, like, the next seven years. Um, constantly, 
kind of monthly, three to five weeks, like taking kind of heroic doses. Were you doing it by yourself at that time, or did you I have was somebody doing it like both with a, few, a couple of my friends from back home, like in forests or mountains or next to like the lakes or things like that? Yeah. Sometimes just in the house, and um, a lot of like what they call spirit walking, which is like going alone with medicine, taking it, and um, for your own expansion of consciousness, really, for your own expansion of consciousness. Then um, around two thousand. 12, 13, the mushroom was kind of message was coming through to now you have to learn. I've showed you everything that you need to know. And you have to go and learn ceremony and ritual, which um, it was kind of guiding me to Peru to learn from a human, because it's a hard thing to learn from the plant how you open ceremony, how you close ceremony, and working with masters from jungle people and also Keros and um, even guys from uh, Great Britain who were real master plant medicine people, master shamans as a board, master healers, curanderos, they call it here. And how we just open survey, how the music and the songs that come through are the guide to take people to different dimensions of the consciousness through like ayahuasca or through different parts through Wachuma. And um, it's just a magical, it's a magical existence and a very mind-blowing experience, really ineffable. And the things that these plants do to you consciousness your awareness your moods and then you decided to start helping other people and you got together with theo no no um what it was when i first come here to drink i come here for the, f- the first time in 2014 for a three-month vacation okay and um the place where i first drank watching i met theo he was working there and um i drank maybe five times in there and even then, it, it was shown me after the maybe second, first ceremony, really, but really the second ceremony, how we um, start to be in service of the plants. But I went to the jungle for a month for like ayahuasca. At the same time, then I moved back. Yeah, then I moved in with Theo basically right after I come back from the jungle and we just started cooking the plant together and learning together like how to. Um, what what does your family think about all of this? And do you have uh, like brothers and sisters or a significant other or anything? That, and, and do they have um, opinions? My family take it unless you take it's kind of the sort of analogy. Unless you take plants, you'll never know what they're like. So if you've never been scuba diving, you can't explain it. If you've never been skydiving, and um, they know I'm happy like doing okay. what I do out here. There's also a really funny side of plant medicine as well, just because. Like the times have been in Scotland after here. Um, it's kind of like an initiation and you've really got to go to the darkest parts of your own consciousness, to the light and the dark, to understand and how to help, how to be in service to help other people here. So you've got to know the demons as well as the angels, I suppose. You've got to know the devil as well as God. And unfortunately, and kind of karmically, I suppose, um, some of the worst things happened when I was back home in Scotland. Really? Um, going, going into the real darkest side of my own consciousness. And, um, unfortunately, my parents and things, and my brother, I've got like one brother, and they had to witness this, so it kind of scared them off of um, the process because it's like a pure love from your parents and things. And um, but even at the time, I didn't understand it. Was, you always see things in hindsight now. It's right. always easier to understand in hindsight and kind of now understand it so you could help people who have had all kinds of terrible things done because you understand the darkest aspect of your own consciousness, of your own awareness. 
yeah. to help other people who are in that darkness to bring them uh, back to the light, I suppose. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now, um, where does Krishna come in with all of this? I think a lot of people are familiar with Hare Krishnas. And, uh-huh. and are we talking about the same thing? Or are we talking about a guru? Um, well, it's... How I found Krishna was when I first started taking mushrooms, it was having these um, mind-blowing experiences that some of my friends that was taking them with weren't um, maybe going as deep into the consciousness. And like um, Indian philosophy helped me, like the Upanishads and the Bhagavad Gita, because these things have mapped consciousness for thousands of years. So it was just to make me realise, oh, this is what it is. Um, these, this has been going on for eternity. People going to these um, deep realms of consciousness. You know what I mean? This um, awareness, this silent, uneffable awareness, and um, it just helped me integrate the experiences into this reality, like these experiences in the spirit to the physical body. It was the kind of the mapping, I suppose, of consciousness from these mystics from eternity. And it was just. Um, as I've been reading like the Bhagavad Gita for 15, 16 years, every time I read it, it shows you something different. It's um, a highly magical book um, based on, well, it's very metaphorical, but they say it's real as well. It's based on a battlefield between the divine and the demons, different parts of humans, which is still going on to this day. I'm pretty sure most of your listeners will be aware and how it's the external battle and how it's also the battle within you of the light and the dark how you conquer the dark inside of you through the light, through the connection to God, which is many names of God, but Krishna is just the one that's um, closest to my heart because I really found God through Krishna. Gotcha. And, I, and I, you're not the, I Theo and Luke both mentioned sort of a higher power. I don't know if they used the actual word God, and I meant to ask it when, when they were discussing a, a higher power, it, did they mean God? And it sounds like you kind of do mean your own God, it, whatever it is you believe in. Yeah, it's um, the word God comes with a lot of funny attachments um, for yeah. Christianity and um, the wars that go on in the name of God. But God is like pure love. It's um, it's beyond words. And certain experiences I've had on plant medicine that it's just um, so infinite is the creation of God that there's more names for it than drops of water and grains of sand on the earth. Right. <laughs> and that's just one word we use. And um, just especially with, with, I've never been to India, but just through its philosophy, um, it's a very godly place for, for thousands of years since recorded history. 
there's many names for it, but really it's unnameable. But certain of the Indian names for it are highly charged through the through the language of Sanskrit and the syllables and the vibrations of the words are um, high magic. Really. How has, um, you know, you said when you were in your late 20s and you really you had an experience and you, you, you kind of found you were you felt like you were there was nothingness and then you sort of found a purpose. How else has it helped you throughout the years? And are there any other ways with maybe mental health or I don't know if you also struggled with addiction or anything like that? Has it, how has it helped you personally? Um, well, from going from being totally selfish to selfless and to be in service is probably the thing that makes you happiest. Yeah. Um, it's what we're here to do, all of us, and being some kind of service. So it's just from being like the most egotistical person seeking pleasure. <laughs> I still look for fun, to be honest, but just like um, the way you, when you think life's all about me or you, well, it's really about all of us, the interconnection of the race and uh, how we've got to try and strive to come together and evolve and uh, help each. Once you find peace, you've got to try and help other people find a similar thing. And, and you, um, you feel like you've helped other people find that too? Yes, I think so. I think so. And that's the biggest reward, really. Like a lot of times on the plant medicine, um, I don't know if you're familiar with like books like The Gene Keys and things like this. Mm-mm. It's something that come to me when I was in the jungle. I smoked some DMT with this guy who'd been making it for like 30 years. He was like a mad chemist and it changed my life. This is after like a month of ayahuasca. And he had books on chemistry and he only had one other book and it was that, the gene keys in the house. And he was like, you're going to have to read this because it's a process of going through like victim consciousness to gift consciousness when you're doing what you want to like civic consciousness, city consciousness, which is um, God consciousness, basically. It's divine consciousness. And it's this um, mapping of uh, the process we go through, all of us, basically. And I might be in this incarnation, I might be in many, many more might continue on how you go from these levels of consciousness to um, eventually in the spirit, God, whatever name you give it, play with you, surrender to the divine because um, everything else is really an illusion. It's the Maya, it's, um, it's a restriction of your mind to let you think that you could control anything. And it's just <laughs> all when you give up control and surrender and invite um, high frequencies of light and love angelic beings into your life um, this magic works I'm meeting the spirit meeting God halfway you know as we evolve it comes down to meet you you know it's a kind of process of rising and coming down to you finally get it within the human body is there anything else I kind of of got the basic gist of everything from Theo and Luke is there anything else you want to add that maybe I haven't asked you about that you maybe want to tell me about yeah, but like things that the plant medicine does, and I kind of half explained it earlier on, but like when you drink, you could come down for like a week retreat, people here. And when you drink the plants, it, you feel the change over the week of three or four ceremonies or whatever it should do. Um, but really it takes, the work in stages, whereas it takes, the work for the 15 hours or six hours or whatever the ayahuasca lasts for, or the tumor or the mushroom, and it really lasts for like, three, four, depending on how many ceremonies you do, it'll last for two or three weeks to work on your energy body, your mental body, your physical body, your emotional body. And it's like three years, and it's really ten years to integrate one ceremony into your life, which is um, kind of magical. 
And if it's really profound, uh, it might be longer, it might be 20 years. Where I've had certain ones through mushrooms, but it's been so profound, I might, I might take lifetimes to understand what that is. Incarnation after incarnation is so deep and so close to the essence of light, like the, the creator. That's um, it's a kind of long game, and also something that just well in my own personal path because I can't really speak for anyone else with this. That the more you're used to being in these um altered states of consciousness, this egoless consciousness, the faster it's to process the medicine. Oh, really? If that makes sense. Okay. Just yeah, because because it becomes second nature in a way. Like when you're in it and you're getting the information, and it's like um. Other people have worked with in a field, this is um, true that it kind of increases your IQ, it increases your emotional intelligence, it increases your awareness to um, everything around you, to nature, to other people, to the mountains, the trees, the rivers, the insects, animals, and it's just, um, and obviously everybody's slightly different in their blueprint, their own expression of God, so you understand it in your own clean way and I had your own way and it's just like one example it was like drinking with an English girl three or four months ago maybe she was a marine biologist she loved like the the whales the orcas <laughs> like down in Australia and she only, it was maybe only her second or third ceremony and it's kind of it was very unique for even me on the watch room that our awareness was one minute in a horse running free in the mountains next minute I was in the whales in the ocean swimming through the ocean and she was just flipping between like all the different um, animals of wow. the world and just to see what it's like to actually be another being, which is, it was very magical just to hear her saying it because it's not something I personally had. It's just the way that the plant medicine works uniquely on that. Everyone has their yeah. own unique experience when they do this. No, there's no I, two experiences are going to be alike. Yeah, yeah. And it's never really the same and it's hard to describe because once you drink it, um, as it goes through your digestive system in the first 45 minutes, an hour, it literally knows you better than you know yourself. It knows what has got to work on for that day or that ceremony to bring to the surface, whether it's revealing trauma, whether it's showing you something magical, like um, going into other animals' um, awareness. It's just that kind of, and it's always perfect and what it's got to show. Well, and I know that you guys have um, a retreat coming up uh, that, and I'm going to go ahead and put all that contact information when I post this podcast and put, make it so that people can get a hold of you guys if they're interested in coming and um, doing a ceremony. And if someone's looking to heal and maybe even they can contact you and have some questions answered if, uh, if they want them. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks Lexi very much for that. Helps. If you missed part one of this podcast, you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for delightfully different and check out the links for retreats with Theo, Gary, and Luke. Thanks for joining me this week on delightfully different coming up next week. We talk ski joring. Ever heard of it? It's a sport where you're pulled on skis behind a horse. I talked to one of the skiers. If you or someone you know lives life differently, I'd love an interview. Email me, Lexi on the radio at gmail.com. That's L-E-X-I on the radio at gmail.com or go to delightfully different podcast.com and have a delightful week. 
amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.